Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Let's dive into today's episode because I feel like it's been a hot minute since we had this conversation and I think... I have some fresh takes on this taboo topic that Mm -hmm. seems to happen in every single niche, every single industry, and that is the conversation about pricing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) many thoughts and ideas around this, and I think there's a lot of very strong opinions about what you should or shouldn't do. And so I, I just want to put a disclaimer at the top of the whole episode to say, you do whatever you want and that's okay. <laughs> like, yep. Well, and that, that honestly is the underlying theme of everything I'm going to share today because the reason why I want to have this conversation again is because as some of you know, Abby and I have our own businesses on the side of Boss Project mm-hmm. and Abby's going to share definitely her take and conversation on how pricing impacts selling, marketing, and her own clients, customers, members, students, members, who do you call your people? members, members? Okay. Mm-hmm. and the way that she kind of works them through that and how she tackles it. The reason why I specifically brought it up and said, Abby, I, I want to talk about pricing again today because in my community, the product, the maker community, it's rampant with conversations about pricing. Mm-hmm. And I made a post today in my own community about my thoughts on pricing and how I honestly believe that the question is never actually about pricing. And Mm -hmm. so I really want to talk about the different conversations that actually need to be had, because it's not really the blanket statement of what should I price my things at? That's not Mm -hmm. actually what's being asked. So Mm -hmm. I want to pick apart all of that. And I feel like a lot of people are being told what to do very firmly. And I don't like that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I have like a side conversation, which I probably should have warned you about. (laughs) But I think there's a lot of opinions around if you offer something at a lower price point, Mm -hmm. and it might solve a problem that's like someone else's job, that like Mm -hmm. somehow you're taking away from their business. And Mm -hmm. I know you have like specific examples related to that, but so do we like running this business. And so I just want to clear the air and like show you that it can all be okay, friends. Like we can all work together on this. So yes. So here's what I want to kind of actually tackle. And the conversation is going to go back and forth. I want to provide a lot of different examples, but what I'm really seeing is that there isn't 
There's a lack of awareness, yes, on what should I price in the sense of what is the actual formula that I sure. should use in order to be profitable? That That's one question. Mm-hmm. And that there's definitely like formulas that we or different industries look at in order to price their goods to be profitable. There's legitimate like times it by this amount, add this to it, multiply this, like input numbers here to get an actual like suggested retail value for this product or suggested value for this service. And what are you going to price that at? And there's definitely some wiggle room in the sense of, well, how long have you been doing this? What's your skill set? What results have you gotten from people? How literally quality is this thing? What materials are you using if it's a physical thing? All of those factor into an actual equation. But that's not what people are actually asking. Mm -hmm. The conversation that I'm seeing is, I don't have the confidence to charge a certain amount. I don't think I deserve to charge a certain amount. Mm -hmm. I don't think my market will let me charge this certain amount. Mm -hmm. I see other people charging less or charging more. So therefore, I need to do insert whatever scenario here. And so the basis of all of that is looking to outside examples in order to make an inside decision. And I don't like doing that with literally anything in my life. Because as we have stated time and time again, regarding pricing and regarding when you're looking at other businesses to then decide what you're going to charge, whether Mm -hmm. it's product or a service, you are not taking into account what other streams of income or revenue that business has, whether Mm -hmm. that business is actually making any money or not, whether Mm -hmm. they have a huge team or a small team, whether it's a side hustle that provides extra target run money or whether it pays the bills. And that's basically the conversation Abby and I have had for a long time where it's like, hey, hey, actually just don't look at what anyone else is doing in terms of your pricing because you don't actually know what's going on. But I think for me being involved in this maker community, there's been a lot of additional conversations with that one as well. Do you feel like that's true in your wellness community? Well, I feel like when, so I'm in a situation in my wellness community where I don't actually get to set a lot of my own pricing because I'm selling another product and essentially getting paid on commission. And I just have honestly let it be such a relieving factor for me of like, I don't even have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it. And I know there's plenty of people out there who they're like, well, because of the nature of how this works, like when you're at the beginning stages, you tend to be paid a little bit less because you're just getting started. And then as you grow, like the amount paid overall is honestly crazy tipped. Like you get overcompensated almost. (laughs) And so I think there's a discussion on, well, should you have other products outside of the company Mm -hmm. you're working or affiliating for to compensate for that quote missed revenue? And it's like, well, you signed up to sell someone else's stuff. Like, could you do that? If you want to, sure. For me, I see it as a distraction from like the core business I want to build. And so I don't want to put any other barriers in place that would distract from From the vision. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know what I want and I know I'd rather get to my end goal. And my end goal does not mean 
penny nickeling and diming people in the beginning to try to get a certain vision. Now, that being said, I think there are ways that you get to decide how that works. Like you get to decide, does someone need to do XYZ thing or buy XYZ product in order to unlock something from you? Sure. You can decide what that looks like. And I've definitely Mm -hmm. seen people use that as a strategy to kind of protect and guard their time. But honestly, I kind of like that I don't have to think about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. But what what's funny is, okay, so you don't have to think about pricing, but you still have to think about marketing and you still yeah. have to think about selling and you still have to yeah. think about educating value. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people forget when they get hung up so much on pricing. And when they think that everything lives and dies on what number they pick to charge for this thing. Honestly, the number doesn't really matter. Like if just if if you were to look specifically at products, like, okay, you can go to Walmart and buy lotion yeah. for like what, two dollars? Yeah. I don't even know. Or you well, can go, go to the dollar store and buy lotion for a dollar. That's true. Okay, right? You can also go to like a cosmetic surgeon in LA and buy lotion. And I'm sure you would pay more than your mortgage for it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So like there's a market for everything. So you believe there's a market for everything. Do you believe that there's a consumer for every price point? For sure. And I do think if you have a specific consumer in mind, do I think there might be reasonable caps for certain things? Specifically with physical products, yes. Like, how much is someone realistically going to pay for a planner, like a paper planner? I mean, yes, there's totally a range. You could have leather-bound, hand-sewn, like, made in Italy, and you can have printed at the shop down the street and, like, hand-put together. But, like, there's still even a range with that, and it's probably bigger than you think. And sometimes we tend to look around at people that we feel are quote similar to us and then make all this prejudgment on, well, if they're doing this, then I can only do. Do you think that Louis Vuitton luggage, even skirts and eye at Samsonite or any other like bag that you can find at Target, Mm -hmm. Louis Vuitton literally sitting there like that is not the same buyer. They're not my buyer. They're not my people. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I'm going to get really passionate here for a second because I strongly, strongly believe in this. I feel like there is a dangerous conversation, a very dangerous conversation right now. And I can only speak for my community. So I think this is applicable to many communities, but because I'm in the maker handmade product community right now, this is where I'm going to come from. I think there's a very dangerous, toxic and near bully level of conversation that's happening right now to guilt makers, to force makers, to shame makers. Yes, I said it to charge a certain amount or you're not good enough or you're not taking this seriously, or if you charge a less than what we have deemed a good price, then you are tainting the market for other mm-hmm. makers. And well, I think that is bullshit. Yeah, but that's not just happening in the maker community. It's, it's definitely happening. It's, it's definitely happening elsewhere. I remember like very specifically when we were working with like one-on-one 
clients and doing design and marketing for them. Honestly, I get it though. Like I get why you feel that way sometimes. Like I can totally get the frustration of like, well, I feel like the people saying that it's doing this are the ones that are quote struggling or like they feel like these other people are somehow taking away. And I get it. Like as a designer, I got really pissed when Canva rolled out and when people (laughs) would use Fiverr and when, you know, but you know what? Canva hasn't ever taken away from my business. In fact, it's grown it significantly. And as a designer, it's really helped it. And I think if you look at these kind of things out and about, I do think there's a line that can be crossed. Like I have, you know her, yeah, actually you introduced me to her. There's a maker I know that makes beautiful jewelry and she got ripped off by a really big company in China. I won't get into specifics, but like, I think there's a line of like- Feeling. That's not pricing something for less because that's the market you want to tap into. That's literally stealing. That is not the same conversation. Well, yes. And I will say, so yes, it was stealing in that very specific instance. But I think sometimes there's this like underlying rule that people are like, well, if you buy something for less overseas, Yes, like, please do your research and make sure it's not a ripped off design. Right. But like, that somehow that is diluting the market from quality it's, products. Like, it's not. It's not the it's same not. buyer. It's not. And this is the hill I will die on forever. It's not. And I'm gonna fight you about it. Not you, but anyone listening, because I know you <laughs> agree with me. I'm really frustrated because I first of all, I don't like bullying or shaming anyone into doing anything. And I mm-hmm. think my underlying belief system about anything in business, but also pricing is do what you want. Literally do what you want. I don't give a shit what you price your stuff at. I don't care if you're making earrings that are in the same quality as me and you're charging $8 for them. I literally don't care because guess what? The people who are buying stuff, maybe the exact same level of quality from my shop, A, can only get it from me because I made those, not you. And B, they're my people. Like they're here for me, my energy, my vibe, my stuff. Even if your vibe is something similar for $8, like they might not know you. Even if I have someone who buys something from me for 50 and then also buy something from you for eight, that's great. I literally don't care. I think that there's a, a buyer who's looking for something and budgeting $8 for a pair of earrings is an amazing type of person and mm-hmm. they're one type of person. Yeah. A buyer marketing $25 to $30 is an amazing person who is one type of person. A buyer who's marketing for $50, $60, $70, $80 earrings, and I could go on and on and on, is an amazing person. All of those people are amazing people who want to spend what they have deemed Mm -hmm. a price in their mind to be enough on this thing at this time in their life from this person in this industry in like so many scenarios that it doesn't affect that other business. Well, okay. I think the way to make this feel more okay is if we stop worrying about our own prices and let's just think about our own buying habits. Okay. Okay. Let's start there. Does the 16 year old version of you have the same quality standards, money to spend, right? 
like desires, hopes, dreams, whatever, as the 30 year old version of you, because I can give you a whole example on couches that we've bought, right? right? So we've three different couches in my marriage. The very first couch we, well, four actually, the first one was free, like it was gifted to us. We had that yep. one for years because we had zero dollars to spend on a couch. It's not that we didn't think couches were worth it. It's not that we didn't want a quality couch. We just weren't in a time and space for that. The next couch we bought was literally $500. It's still in our basement. It has holes in it, but we still have it because it works and we don't have a budget or care about replacing it because it's a basement couch right now. Then we bought another couch because we had two needs for a couch at our old house and it's fine. So we bought that one. It was one of those moments where it's like we both wanted a higher quality couch, but we were not in the time and space to afford it or budget for that at that time. So we bought like a, it was like 700 bucks or something. And just a couple months ago, we were finally, we're like, we're going to commit to buying a high quality piece of furniture. We did our research. We knew it was going to take weeks and weeks and months of production time. We wanted to vet the company and their practices and pick out the fabric and the fill. And it was almost over, it was over $4,000 for this couch. It's not what I paid because I bought it on sale because that's also the type of person that I am. But I think that goes to show you that like, I am the same kind of person just in various points in my life where budgets for things are different. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't value really nice couches. Right. A hundred percent. Like if you were to look at my buying behavior around clothes, for instance, like that has dramatically changed over time. And I still know people (laughs) that are technically in the same point in life and like same socioeconomic status and they would still spend more than me every single day right. of the week than I would right. and that doesn't right. make me a bad person it just nope. means I don't nope. value that as much as other people like right. I hang out in t-shirts 90% of the time and right. I don't care right well and so the reason why I bring this up and this is the part where I feel like the shaming and the bullying comes in and I really want to talk about this a lot because the conversation is And again, I'm just framing this in the maker community, but I know it's applicable to more industries. You start making stuff and you're making earrings or whatever. And you're like, what should I charge? What should I charge? I'm new. And there's a conversation that's like, okay, yeah, like get your skill set up to a good space. Like make sure your pieces aren't breaking. Like you make sure you're using like components that aren't going to tarnish or break or whatever. So like there's that base level of like quality that we should all adhere to. But the conversation is if you don't, quickly work your way up to what this industry has deemed a good price, which right now it's like between 30 and 40 to $45. That's a good price. That's what everyone should work their way up to. If that's not actively your goal, then you're never going to make money or you're not going to be profitable, which is fucking not true. And if you're not working towards that goal or if your quality is at that level and you're not charging that, then you're undercutting other makers, which also isn't true, and that you're going to impact other makers' businesses because why would people buy from them if they're going to buy from you? Or if they buy from you for $8, then they're going to just think of polymer clay or these type of earrings as $8 quality and no one will ever spend 50 which also isn't fucking true. And so that entire... All of that, A, is false. (laughs) B, it's designed to shame people and I don't like it. Do you think it's that way because that community is still kind of small? 
like like well, it's intimate. Actually, I mean, it's massive, but it's also it's growing. It's still relatively new. Yeah, and, I and mean, like it's like popular. Like it's like kind of rose out of nowhere. Honestly, like right, I it didn't really right. exist a couple of years ago. Right, at least right. That, that I'm aware of. And it could be, it could be that makers who maybe have been in the industry for three, four, five years, like because there's people who've been working with clay for decades. Like that's not a new medium no, in this sure. way. Even polymer clay in this way, yes, maybe. But like, I mean, maybe. But they could be like feeling protective over what they're putting out into the world. But basically, what I said to my people, I literally said, I don't give a shit what you price, and it doesn't affect my business. You can think that my price or your price or that girl's price over there affects your business, but it doesn't. Because ultimately, and pricing is just one example, I know you and I could list off a whole bullet point of things that people use as an excuse for why their business isn't succeeding. Yes. And I was going to say that, like that it's an excuse. It's a people People get all caught up in what other people are doing and use that as like a, well, that's a reason I'm doing X. And you know what? I can't say I'm bigger than the other people because I have 100% questioned guest had long rants and conversations with Emily being like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? All the time. And I've done it with my own work too. And I call and I panic. I'm like, I'm going to increase these. Are you sure? Or a friend tells me I should charge this much. And then I charge less for it. And here's the thing. Yes, there's a level of discomfort that happens with every business, with every new medium, with every whatever. There is that. I'm not going to say that you should just be happy-go-lucky all the damn time about every choice you make in your business. That's not it. That's not true. Mm -hmm. That's not reality. What I am saying is that I want you to honor yourself and listen for a second. If something, a way of marketing, a price, Mm -hmm. a product, whatever, makes you feel sick to your stomach... I want you to check in with that and I want you to honor that because I'm not saying that, oh, well, if you feel sick about raising your prices, you should never do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying unpack it a little bit and I'm saying maybe do about, go about it slowly to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable. There's no reason to go from $8 to $40. Like you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You also never have to raise your prices from $8 if you don't want to. I just mm-hmm. don't believe in putting anything out there that you're not wholeheartedly passionate behind in regards to every aspect, not only what it Mm -hmm. is, but who it's serving, how much it costs, what market you're talking to, because you're talking to a different market when you're selling for eight versus 40. And if you don't want to talk to $40 spenders, you don't have to. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. 
I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and like even outside of like handmade stuff, like I think we as people are hardwired to judge and like to take that instinct away is it's a skill. And I don't think even if you've gotten to the point where you feel big enough where you are not, you know, like reacting and saying something out loud, it doesn't mean it doesn't still happen internally. Like I saw a landing page the other day and I will attempt to not give any (laughs) clues as to who or what it was, but I was like, Oh, like this is something I'm really interested in. I could totally see us investing in it. And then I saw the price. I thought it was much higher than like kind of what I'm seeing industry wide. And I was like, oh, like that's more than Mm -hmm. I want to spend or like that's more than the average. Like not that I was thinking, how dare she? Because go girl, like if you can charge it and do it, amazing. But at the same time, I was like, why isn't what everything else is so that I would feel okay with the purchase? And that's just dumb. Like that's just, if she is doing that intentionally. It's not dumb. It's your own filter for what are you deeming to be an appropriate amount to spend on this thing at this moment in your life and business. Yeah. And that everyone has their different spectrum. It doesn't make you wrong and it doesn't make her wrong. No, a hundred percent. I think that's a hard kind of hurdle to get over because we are using our filter both as a consumer and as a 
like marketer. But I think what can happen is if we get so caught up in what everyone else is doing, at the end of the day, what we're trying to tell you is stay in your own goddamn lane. Yeah. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Because it doesn't matter. Well, and I will, this is no dig on this person. Like you are allowed to have feelings and I respect that. But we did get a comment the other day on the shop and someone was like, how dare you put this out there for this price? Like you're undercutting the market and taking work away from designers. And I kindly responded and said, you know what? We actually highly recommend people work with designers when they're at a certain stage of business, but it's just not an option for everyone. And most of the time this is filling holes that maybe a designer wouldn't be on staff full-time for, not to mention not that it matters, but this is run by several highly trained designers in the industry, and we built it intentionally because people deserve quality. Like, girl, I'm not saying you shouldn't hire a designer. If you want to hire a designer for everything, like, again, there's a market for you. There are designers who are ready for you to hire them. So don't come at us. Like, It's a whole, like, you just need to make your own decisions. And there, I I think for any of us to convince ourselves that the literal billions of people that are on the planet, that we could taint a market so badly that now no one is going to go hire designers. Now no one is going to spend $50 on a pair of handmade earrings. Now no one is going to, I think is just so ignorant. Mm -hmm. Well, and I get it. Like, I think there's a maturity that has to come. And like when I was straight out of school, I would get really frustrated when I saw other things out there. But I think that came from a place of insecurity and like not because I don't see that now. But like then I would have been like, like, why is one more person doing this? It's going to make it so much harder to get clients. And like I get it. Like I get it. But I promise you it's not. Here's the thing. If you took all the energy you've just wasted on worrying about everyone else and instead really thought about how do you want to market your business? What do you actually need? Because here's our actual take on pricing. Okay. Yes, you can charge whatever you want, but I want it to be based on what you need for yourself in this time and space. Yes. And Because what we have found is our students come to us and say, I'm still not making enough money or I'm not making enough to quit my job. And we're like, okay, okay, cool. What are you charging for this? What are you charging for that? And we're like, cool. Like, it's literally impossible. Like, you would have to sell this thing to 10,000 people in order to make this much money or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so, like, sometimes y'all just need to literally do the math on what what I'm saying. Then this is what you can charge. And then the next tier of that is like, okay, am I comfortable with that price point? Uh Do I need to adjust what I need or do I need to now learn to market a premium service or a premium product? Mm -hmm. Or am I in this realm of just like, oh, I can get easy yeses all day long because it's a lower price point. Well, and I think this can happen on an even smaller scale. Okay. I had a conversation with someone who does a service one-on-one and she has already put in her notice for her job. So like she's getting out. She is starting this thing. She is doing this thing. She's done it successfully in the past. And yet she told me, I already have two clients. I need 17 more. And I was like, why? Like, why? That's a lot. 
why? Like maybe 10 total? Like, why do you need 20? Like 20 in a month, 20 on a reoccurring basis? Like how often are they paying you? Like I had so many questions. She meant a month? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I would die. I was like, wait, wait, what? Like I so. This is one-on-one? Yeah. So she's 20 a year. (laughs) She's like, and she's in the health world. So like, I have a special spot in my heart for her, but she's working with like nutrition and personal training and stuff. And I'm like, I had to take a pause because I was just like, wait, that's a lot. And it's not that she can't do that. If she wants to do that Mm -hmm. and she's been successful Mm -hmm. in the past and she wants to do that, great. I'm just putting all my preconceived notions of what I like. And I can tell you what, after about four clients, I'm about tapped out on drama. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I, that's about all I can handle. Yep. And I would much rather work with someone for a long-term basis than have like a constant door of like things having to turn over all the time. That's a big reason. Love having constant turnover. I know. And so therefore, like you, again, all of this is coming from like, what do you like? Right. And if we want to go back to the product world, like, do you want to be constantly instantly sold out and like have to grow a more quantity of audience to be buying your stuff because it's lower price? Nothing's wrong with that. Literally nothing is wrong with that. That's one type of marketing. If you're able to increase your prices even a little bit, How many less people now do you need to reach the number that you want to reach per month or per restock or whatever? That also changes how much you need to make, like quantity wise. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so like, it's just a numbers game of like, do you want to have to make more and need to find more customers, but you can charge a lower price point. And so it's going to be faster, more sellouts, more growth and like sexier Mm -hmm. numbers and things are just going to be bigger and more Mm -hmm. or make that same amount of money. You know what I mean? So it's just like plug and play of different scenarios. You give and you take. Yeah, because I think, you know, in the past, you've probably heard us yell at people to increase their prices. And, you know, undoubtedly, I think a lot of people are undercharging, but that's not because I think they are required to charge or because they are undercutting the market if they don't charge more. The only reason I've ever told anyone to increase the price is because they told me what they wanted or needed out of their business. Therefore, the math states. Yeah. So that is the only time I've ever told someone to increase their prices when I was like, I don't think it's going to work out for you if you keep doing what you're doing. And you know what? Some of the people who are charging $8 for a product, they might just want grocery budget. And so they don't need to charge anymore. And it's a fun outlet for them. And why are you over here judging what they're trying to accomplish? Yep. Yep. Get out. I know single mamas who, who need their business to cover their mortgage and pay for mm-hmm. their kids school well, and, and supplies and clothes and all the things you can cover your mortgage by selling an $8 product. Like yes. that's the part that doesn't matter. There you is can. no like, Oh, well you won't reach these goals unless no. you nothing, nothing that isn't true. No, it's not true. Do I think sometimes it's harder to market in quantity? Yeah. You just have to put do you want to market in quantity or do you want to market in quality? It's literally just like pick. Because both have their pros and cons and both yeah. have the things that will make it harder or easier. And 
I will tell you the part that's going to make it the easiest is when you feel the most aligned with what you're doing. And that's my whole point. That is when it will be the easiest. If you feel in line with serve like whatever. If you feel in line with that, that's when you will sell more, period, flat out, 100%. Because when you are standing around and feeling, I don't know if this is worth it, you put that energy out there and anyone who tells you otherwise is just batshit crazy. There's, okay, so I think sometimes people think, People will say stuff like your vibe attracts your tribe. And like, I know it's corny, but let's just talk about mirroring for a second. I know people think it's woo and stuff to talk about frequency and all that jazz. And if you don't agree with that, you don't have to agree with that because there's also science to back this up. (laughs) Mirroring (laughs) is a psychology thing. Okay. There's an actual science to this. When you don't believe something and you go tell someone else, they're going to be like, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Even if you say all the words where you like deem it as true, but if you still are like, I don't know, they're going to be like, well, I don't know, because that's they're mirroring what's Mm -hmm. going on underneath everything. Okay. But if you go out there and, you know, you have your next client discovery call and you're like, this is the one they're going to book me. This is going to be so awesome. I can't wait to work with them. Like blah, blah, blah. Then guess what? They're more likely to work with you because that's just how it is. And like, that's why I didn't give a shit. People ask me all the time when I was a photographer and especially when I, not just when I was just getting started, because I did what a lot of photographers do and well, A, worked for free for too long and then charged like $50. But when I started doing in-person selling and creating packages and hiring like literally thousands of dollars worth of goods for one client, people would ask all the time, like, does it bother you when like, so in the photographer world, like it was just this joke of just like, oh, there's another mom with a camera who now like who got like a DSLR for Christmas and she's going to start taking pictures of her kids and then she's going to take pictures of neighbor's kids. And she's Y'all gonna are judgy free. about every industry. I'm just and saying. She's gonna, oh, yeah. It's the same for every or she's going to like charge 50 bucks for all of it. And people are just like, don't be shoot and burn. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm like, I literally don't give a shit what she's doing because I think that's so nice of her to offer. And she's learning a new skill. What if she gets so fucking good that she has a bajillion dollar photography business within a year or like in years to come? Like, who am I to stop her from doing that? My people come to me for and list of reasons, right? If Mm -hmm. you are legitimately concerned about something like that, insert whatever your industry or niche is, then you aren't providing enough of something in your own business to Mm -hmm. your own people. And something Mm -hmm. is missing. If you honestly think, if you honestly think that any scenario like that could take away business from you and then your customers are going to ghost you. There's no one ever going to come to your like digital storefront or whatever. Then like there's other stuff we need to be working on and it's not her prices. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a like real world example because I just think sometimes you need to hear perspective. Let's look at the computer and electronics industry. If you were to go back probably have to go back at least 20 years now. Steve Jobs still in the garage phase. Okay. You have people building technology and 
the way they, quote, beat the competition is they would put moles in like other companies to give them feedback. They would pay people off to find out what people were working on. They would just essentially try to one up their competition always until Apple came on the market and -hmm. they decided we're going to innovate. We don't care what anyone else is working on. We're going to imagine what would a consumer want that they don't even know what they wanted. Like literally someone said this about the shop the other day and I was like, we have come and arrived. It's so amazing. Someone was like, this is everything I've ever wanted and I didn't know I needed. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, correct. That is what's happening right now. And that is when you know you are in your own lane. And it happened in that industry. And it's been a massive example. If you like fast forward all these years, who buys a Dell computer? I don't even know if they exist anymore. Okay. But do I know people that have Apple all over their house? Yes. A lot of them. In fact, when they came out with the Apple TV, people were like, why would anyone need that? Why? Well, because they saw the future of people watching television on apps instead of paying the cable bill. And guess what happened? There's now competitors all over the place with these little devices that'll give you apps or it's built into your smart TV now because the whole thing is apps-based. But Apple innovated. And so I just want you to think, if you just worried far less about what everyone else was doing and you think about how you can better serve your people, how you can show up in a way that's actually going to make an impact and make a difference, and what would it look like for you to focus on your marketing and your sales and your launches, I literally would spend so much time being like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is getting ready to launch. I'm going to watch everything they're doing. I'm going to read all their emails. I'm going to see what their sales page looks like. I don't remember the last time, unless I was personally going to buy something, Right. the last time I looked at anyone else's stuff. Like literally have no idea the last time it was. No. Because I don't read my email. I don't click on ads unless I think I'm going to buy it. Like Uh. none of it. But I'll tell you what, that has served me so well because I stopped caring about Mm -hmm. everyone else. And when we launched the shop, I'm sure people were like, what are they doing? Like, (laughs) why why is this blah, blah, blah? Okay, well, it's now over 50% of our business and growing rapidly. So you can judge all you want, but it's, it was a really good decision for us. Yeah. So I just think, like to tie all of this together. Yeah. I think my soapbox that I will stand on forever is mind your own business, mm-hmm. literally your business. Do and make decisions based on what you need, how mm-hmm. you want to market, what you want to sell, how you want to show up and serve, and the different type of way that you want to show up and serve because pricing also affects that. Once you make those decisions based on your own life and your Mm -hmm. own personality and your own self, then we can have the conversation on like, okay, what makes sense pricing wise? What makes sense offer wise? What makes sense, you know, to be profitable based on your actual goals and your vibe and all of that stuff. 
None of this has anything to do with what another maker, another coach, another health and wellness person, another VA, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You got it, guys. Price it how you want. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.